0: From Headstuff Studios in Dublin, welcome to Folklore, a podcast about words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland. I'm your host, Derek O'Shea. You might know me from Twitter as at the Irish Four. I'm joined today by Clodagh McGillanley. Hello. And Sune Gunn is back after nearly 10 episode absence.
2: <laughs> I took a sabbatical.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Sune.
2: Thank you. Glad to be back.
0: We're delighted to have Sune here today because we're going to talk about two of her projects in Irish. First of all, uh, her blog, Asa Nua, and her podcast, which is Bio Eregan, or Bay for short. Bay. Right still.
2: I'm so proud of that. That's really, strategy. really smart. And the worst part of it is we didn't even do it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll never believe that. Uh. <laughs> so one of the things I've been doing here with Mother Folklore, with the book, with the podcast, and also with the Irish for in general, is creating kind of a gateway drug to Irish, mainly people who primarily speak English, who wish their Irish is better, who are interested, and are dipping their toe back in. I think one of the things you're doing is getting the other toe in, the other foot in, and... I think in creating a more accessible space, and hopefully, some of the people who are listening today who are interested in Irish and think they could go an extra step in, we're very interested in your projects. Would you like to tell us more? Maybe yes. start off with um, start off with us maybe?
2: I'll start off with us It's a little bit older. So, um, I used to have a fashion blog a few years ago, and I used to review the usual stuff, you know, clothes and beauty products that kind of thing. And I did a little bit of skydiga, um, but it was really difficult. Some you know, it was, it's hard to get the readership and it was hard to package it in a way that was the way I wanted it to be. As you say, Darach, I wanted it to be accessible and I wanted people to look at it like they would look at anything else and not mm-hmm. to come with a baggage and not read it because it was in Irish because I wanted to surprise people. You know what I mean? I wanted mm-hmm. to, to talk about fashion in the way that we would talk about fashion, except in another language. Yes no judgment, all that. But anyway, that died (laughs) a death. And I thought about it for ages and I was in a job that I wasn't that happy in. Um, I was kind of a civil servant and I loved the people that I work with, but the work was really boring. So I decided, right, this is it. I'm going to start something um, similar, a digital product. And I said, okay, I'm going to start a blog. And I started dot com, and I didn't, I kind of wanted it to, be something that, well, namely accessible. That was one of my my big things. And as you said, Arach, a gateway drug. Mm. I wanted to be able to write in English and in Irish. But I also didn't want to have to translate everything from English to Irish or vice versa. So what I do is, if I feel like writing in English, I write in English. And if I feel like writing in Irish, I write in Irish. Mm. And I don't, um, I don't change that for anybody because... I'm not a native Irish speaker. I was brought up in English, in Dundalk in County Louth. Neither of my parents spoke Irish, but my mum was a French and English teacher, and had a great um, grow, I suppose, for languages and just respect and an understanding of of where language can bring you and and how it can make you understand the world a little bit better and nuances mm. and stuff. So, um, all three of us, I have two other sisters, we went to a Gaelic school in Dundalk. Um, and all three of us speak Irish fluently, and we all speak different languages as well. I speak a bit of French. Emer and Trina both speak French and German really well. So I suppose we were always that type of family that were going to be linguistically inclined. Yes, um, we're certainly not mathematically inclined, but we are linguistically <laughs> inclined. Um, so I, I brought that with me all the way through. Then I went to a secondary school that had a stream in Irish, oh. um, which I was in. We were the nerds, and uh, <laughs> so I did my Leaving Cert in Ireland Irish after that. And then I went to UCD and did Irish and English there. So. I have very much lived a dual life, if you know what I mean. So I, I, my whole life up until a certain point was running kind of two parallels. I'd go to school in Irish, I'd speak English mm. at home, then probably less Irish in secondary school, like most people, because you go through that phase where you, you don't want to do anything.
0: I hate Irish, ma'am. <laughs> I hate Irish and
2: I'm also really bad at maths. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it wasn't until university that I really found a community of Irish speakers who I really connected with. Gaeltacht um, people later on more so mm-hmm. firstly maybe people who went to girls school and you know when you go to college you kind of find your tribe that yeah. great phrase where you're yeah. like oh you're like me mm-hmm. yes i didn't like those boys at school but i like you so um, <laughs> yeah I've, I've always been interested in literature and language and that kind of stuff so um i'm 31 now so that was a good 10 years ago so Newa came about about 2 years ago when i just wanted to create something and i wanted to write i really love writing uh, mm-hmm. prose is mostly what i write and i'm a journalist now in rt but that's what I wanted to do. And I just felt like the stuff I was doing at work was not bringing me joy. And so I also knew it kind of came out of like a, a, a sense of I don't want to say I wasn't strangled at work for creativity, but I definitely didn't have the space to write and talk about things that I wanted to talk about, yeah. which were like fashion and feminism and books and art and that kind of thing. So that's where that came from.
0: There's some characters out there um, who, who are in- in a dark place and they don't believe a person can be interested in feminism and fashion?
2: Oh, there are. <laughs> there are a lot of people out there who think that. And I've written loads about that kind of stuff because that's something that crops up a lot. Mm-hmm. And it also sometimes segues into you can't be an Irish speaker, but also be into other things like fashion or makeup or um I don't know anything sci-fi, you know. So <laughs> I often find in the uh, the things that I'm interested in kind of baffle people because a lot of the times when you are an Irish speaker, that's all people see you as, and I, <laughs> I, I find that very difficult because I'm an Irish speaker, but I'm also a feminist. I'm also a writer. I'm also a woman, I'm also a sister. I'm also a partner. It's just yeah. I, I just can't understand how one thing can block off a lot of other avenues. And so, Austin though is very much that, and it's very much my personality on a page. Mm-hmm. And um, I people laugh at me because I'm very open. I'm very easy to read. Like I just I am who I am. And the blog is very much that. Um, so th- that's what it is. And 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 one thing that I really wanted to make it was I wanted it to be really beautiful, mm-hmm. to look really beautiful because some things in Irish aren't executed as well as they can be. They don't look as beautifully um, presented as things mm-hmm. in English can be, like blogs. It just seems to be that maybe people don't think it's that important because the Jennifer Lagan or her son the Cusha, it's just there for because it's an Irish.
0: Yeah, the you idea know? that because they think if, if people who are interested in Irish are going to come and find it anyway, they don't need to make it good, yes.
2: They don't need to make it gajas and you do need to make it gajas because okay. that's why um I think my blog does well at times because it, it's very user-friendly, mm-hmm. it's very pretty. um, You know, it, it just makes you feel like, oh, this is different. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really wanted because, again, that's more of this isn't what I expected from the Irish language. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is.
0: And as the new means?
2: Um, out of the new or how would you describe it as as, as barely, Um Starting off anew or starting afresh. And that's actually what it was for me at that stage in my life. I just felt mm-hmm. like, what am I doing in my life? And that's the new it was. I wanted it to be something that was definitely in Irish, but I didn't want it to, to be a title that was really difficult to say. So that's what I went for.
0: Do you have a fashion or clothing terminology phrase in Irish that's your favourite?
2: um, there's a lot of great. I love the word trouser. <laughs> it, you. <laughs> Trouser, pair um, I prefer that to brishti. And yeah. I like fahedi as well for underwear because foh usually means sub hmm. as a prefix. I do enjoy
0: that. Someone suggests doing naive or as a person who doesn't wear underpants.
2: <laughs> oh, also good for bra. Kirchvart. Kirchvart is great Love actually.
0: It's a uh, breast package, is yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and now tell me about bay. Oh,
2: bay. <laughs> Bay is the first Irish language podcast um from RT. Yay! Yep. Um delighted to, you know, be involved in it. Bay is part of my job, which Can is amazing.
0: I ask, is is Bay going to be three people arguing about the amount of funding that certain grants get and um, things, issues <laughs> like that, and Bay maybe an Ach niche.
2: Bay certainly isn't. Bay Bay is a podcast that myself and two of my friends who happen to work in RT as well. Um, are working on producing and presenting, and it is us talking about things we like and things we don't like, and it is not political, and it has nothing to do with funding. It doesn't even have a cost bill number in RT.
0: <gasps> no cost bill number. Not a penny. <laughs> not even next not
2: Yeah. So it's it was just this little random idea. Myself and Sinead were talking about stuff. I was starting off in an RT, and I said, "Look." It's a new job. I was mission core or digital grade again RT. I'm digital coordinator and because it was a new role it was very much left up to me thankfully to create the role and make the role so I said right I want to do I very much feel like I'm I'm working with two audiences in RT. Mm-hmm. RT.e gets um five and a half million hits per month which is big 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 stuff. Now that's not to say my stuff gets it all but when I'm on the homepage I do get a lot of views for stuff so I'm very much thinking all the time about who am I talking to? So I'm talking to people who are native speakers, fluent speakers, people like me who went to a school. Mm -hmm. But then I'm also speaking to the people out there who, like Darach, you said gateway drug stuff. So they want to know the word for rain and they want to know the word for this and that. But they they really don't have either the interest or the ability or just have never engaged properly with the Irish language. So I do a bit of both. Mm So, I attend to both people. I try to always think about Am I tending to the person who has a little bit of interest, but am I also tending to the person who needs more content, really good content? Mm-hmm. So, Bill Reagan is very much the latter it's for a native speaker, it's for a fluent speaker. We don't speak any English. No, that's not to say we don't use filler words in English. Sometimes we do because that's how I speak. Hits are the website.
0: Huh? Hits are the (laughs) (laughs) website.
2: Yeah, hits on my website. Um, (laughs) The two girls who do, Ami and Sinead, are two of my best friends, but they're both native speakers. So we do talk about that sometimes. Um, So it does come up, but we do try and tend to stay away from talking about the Irish language. Yeah. Because it's tired.
0: Yes, and I mean, there's, there's places you can get that. Tell me this, Sean, you might find when maybe you're trying to get people on, talk a bit of Irish sometimes, someone you've chatted to, Ask Elga, Aaron Twitter, or Aaron Facebook, mm-hmm. or Aaron Lauer <laughs> <laughs> Is it Lauer I
2: think, uh, Streech Lauer, hugging you there. Streech Lauer? Streech. Yeah, because Strish is like, you know, you've got a bit of a cross face. Oh, okay. I'm,
0: I wonder, what, I can only imagine what Tumblr is, like Tumblr <laughs> 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 But you might find sometimes people are reluctant to speak in Irish, or even people who converse beautifully have first class Irish degrees in the Irish language still don't like their own Irish
2: yes probably the most common thing ever said to me except for is that your real name is um I can't I'd love to speak more I'd love mm-hmm. to be able to speak Irish like anybody who speaks Irish knows how many times they get told that and every time I, I go between but you can because everybody mm-hmm. can or I get a little bit frustrated sometimes because mm-hmm. of course like Get pulled into the argument and was taught very badly, Um, (laughs) which I try not to go down that route anymore because it's just a bunny hole that's not coming back from Mm -hmm. It's, It's not a productive argument. So, yeah, that happens a lot. And what I would say is, I think it's a deep seated thing that. It comes from any insecurity. Like, I would say that about French. Mm. And I, I already said it at the top of this about maths. I'm terrible at maths. Like, I probably could be better at maths if I tried or if I applied myself or if my teacher didn't tell me I was terrible at maths all the time. That's grand. It's, the Irish thing is just so weird, you know. I just don't get it. Because, i and I, I understand, I am so privileged that I went to girls' School mm. and, and my mum and my dad were very neutral about languages. You know, yes. it wasn't like you need to learn this because you're not a proper Irish person if you don't. But it certainly wasn't languages are terrible or why would you bother sending your child to a, a school that's taught in Irish? Mm. So I'm coming from a kind of a neutral, but a, a positive neutral. Yeah. So not everybody has that background. And I think we all have to be aware of that.
0: So maybe there's someone listening to this podcast right now. Maybe they're on a bus or in a car. or Maybe they're you know, outside going for a walk and they want to use more Irish. They have a bit. They can tell the difference between a car and a <laughs> like, And they know someone who speaks Irish, either online or offline. Where would the best way to start? Would they, should they start maybe sending a tweet in Irish? Should they start just, is it easier to do it in spoken? Is the spoken word more forgiven than the written word?
2: It is, I think. Um, I think anybody who corrects anybody's Irish online is a bit of a dick, to be honest. Unless somebody asks. Mm-hmm. Um, totally I was, agree You know yeah. like Completely If, if agree. There's, somebody <laughs> asks I was at the Pop-Up talk recently oh. And Dara Doyle said to me Will you correct me If I say something wrong And I was so taken aback I was like Oh I never do that Because mm. I just I wouldn't like somebody To do that to me Because yeah. language to me Is just communication And it's not about rules And it's not about You've mm-hmm. missed your Your eclipses there um, But it, it, Look at pe- Some people are like that And like any other s- Small community Sometimes there is a pocket Of people who like To be very very Careful about things and a little bit pedantic, uh, but not many. I have to say, not many and are like that.
0: It happens in English too. I mean, exactly. you do get a lot of people giving out about maybe um, news readers using a, uh, a poor grammatical form. I remember when I was in school, when some a teacher asked me how I was, and I said I'm good. He goes, "No, Derek, you're well." I was <laughs> like, "Come on, f- I'm well anymore." <laughs> <laughs> Will you bleep that for me, please? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah. So pedants come in all shapes and sizes.
2: No, I would say go out and talk to people. That is really, you know, the most important thing you can do is start a conversation, a real conversation, I mean offline with somebody because then I think it becomes more natural to you. And it is nice to, to start talking to somebody who might be a little bit on your level as well because, mm. you know, the when you're talking to somebody who's a fluent speaker or a native speaker, it's t- difficult on both people because the, the the person who's really comfortable with the language might try and bring you on a bit more, you know, they're on mm-hmm. are waiting for you to say the word. And, you know, that that happens. And it can be frustrating for the person who's fluent. And it also can be frustrating for the other person because they know they're not getting to where they want to get to. So it's nice to start with somebody. I think that's lovely. Mm-hmm. My mum goes to Irish lessons with one of her best friends oh. and then they speak Irish together. My mum was brought up in the north. so She doesn't have Irish.
0: My wife also as I was denied the, the opportunity to... Actually, <laughs> oh, she, she did have the opportunity. She just didn't think she'd need it. And then the next thing you know, she ends up down here married to me.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think starting with somebody is nice. Now, mm. Duolingo is brilliant. Like, it's a great mm. app. And I do see people on the bus um, using it and stuff, and that always makes me laugh. Mm. Um, but I think go out, pop up, go Like, you can't beat it. Go out, have a few pints, relax. Nobody's mm. going to correct your grammar.
0: Yeah, yeah And you... You might even meet someone special.
2: (laughs) It It has happened.
1: I think it's actually really interesting what you're saying about the whole idea of not correcting somebody's Irish when you're speaking to them, because I think it's actually something we were discussing before this show, is that, you know, perfection isn't necessarily the key to fluency when it comes to a language, that it really is not about speaking the language perfectly or having a perfect grammatical command of the language. And I think sometimes with Irish, because it is so encouraged in schools to have that really high level of Irish when people want to go out and speak Irish with different people who may be fluent or nearly fluent, they get very intimidated. So do you think there's any way to kind of get over that fear or to kind of, you know, reassure people that no, actually, really a lot of people don't care if you miss a shabu or something like that?
2: Yeah, I think TG Cáir is a great example of that. Like, TG Cáir is in essence for fluent speakers and for girltalk speakers, but it is changing and they know they have to change in order to satisfy the audience. So they have speakers on who aren't speakers um, and they'll have people on who maybe don't have as much and even when you think about Hector when he started mm. off he had Irish but more than anything he had a personality yes. Yes. and he could communicate and even if it wasn't the perfect grammatical form he was getting his message across and he was getting through to people I will say he did have some haters in, <laughs> the, in, the, and in, and in, in the Irish language world at the I time. refuse
0: to believe that anyone in the Irish language world it could be anything less than 100% gracious all the time <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Don't
2: worry>. um, <laughs> but yeah so I, I think TGC are a great example Radio Ngoiatochta are an amazing amazing station but they haven't changed the way T.G. Carr have changed. Like T.G. Yeah. Carr on social media are hitting it out of the park. Yeah, They're unbelievable. You know, mm-hmm. they've got Snapchat, they've got Instagram, they're doing it all, Facebook Lives. They cover everything and they cover it. At the moment, they have two brilliant presenters, Mihal Okiri and Kathleen McGee, both from Donegal. Mihal isn't a native speaker. Kathleen is. Nobody bats, bats an eyelid about it. They're mm. both brilliant. They have personality and they just get through to people. So I think, T.G. Cahir, unbelievable.
1: Yeah, no, definitely for sure. I think as well, actually, what we were discussing before the show as well was that with the Irish media, sometimes it can be seen as a very separate entity to mm-hmm. the media in general, that the Irish speaking media isn't necessarily a part of journalism in Ireland sometimes, too. Sometimes, you know, oh, it's and it's very ridiculous. Bad. Yeah, it's it really is ridiculous. But I think what you were saying about T.G. Cahir moving with the times, basically, and really trying to, I suppose, you know, weave their way in in a really good way into. The media as it is today, and yeah. using social media and utilizing it to the best advantage. Yeah, and advantage. you know
2: what? What I love about tg is that they don't try to be anybody else. They're yeah. not trying to be TV3. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to be RTE. You know, a few years ago they had Kathleen on the weather. At Halloween, and they did a um, a trick, and they made her disappear. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> and this year, they had her face changing like Snapchat filters for Halloween. Like, who does that on the weather? Like, that is yeah. brilliant. Why wouldn't you do that? Why? Mm-hmm. It's playful. Yeah. And it's interesting, and it's not what you expect. So again, it's, it's coming back to that thing about changing people's minds about the Irish language, and just maybe planting a little seed of like, well, maybe it is for me, or mm-hmm. maybe people are welcoming, and maybe I can engage. Um, but, like, I, I find people on Twitter, Darach, I know y- you've had different experiences, as have I. Yeah. Um, when Asan Nua, the first year it was up, um, I got nominated for a load of awards at the Web Awards. And Thurishk.ie wrote a piece about all the awards I was up for, which was great. Mm-hmm. Like, I did nominate myself for some of them, but, like, who cares? <laughs> um <laughs> That was up to everybody else. They could do that as well. Gotta do what you gotta do. (laughs) And there was loads of comments under the tourist piece saying that this website was not in Irish. Oh my God. So like if it's not fully in Irish, if it's not purely in Irish, it's not enough for some people, you know? It's ridiculous. Mm. Well, to me it's ridiculous, but I live a very dual life. So maybe if you're in the Gaeltacht and you feel really vulnerable and you feel under attack all the time and your language is your identity, maybe you do feel like if it's not fully in Irish, then it's not Irish. I don't know, like, you mm-hmm. know, I can't speak for anybody else, but I know that, that that is something that came up. And I was really hurt, actually. Mm. I was yeah. really hurt by it. I was going, a oh, lot, you know.
0: I had an experience recently that made me feel a little bit unwelcome. I don't want to give them the oxygen yeah. of publicity, but I did feel a little bit unwelcome. And I just had to remind myself that what I was doing wasn't for these partic- people in particular. Um, the things I love, everything I love in creative work is somehow divisive, like, then. Everything I love is so divisive and it's actually okay if people disagree and I just disagree people all the time. But if people actually do feel like that, that they want to create something that's utterly hardcore Irish, no English words whatsoever, I say grow a pen. Yeah, go
2: Mm -hmm. for it. You know, there is an audience there. It's a very small audience and I see it on RTE. When I write something in Irish, you know, I get a certain amount of engagement. But if I write something in English about Irish... Mm -hmm. Holy God, the views are unbelievable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Derek, you know, there's such an appetite and you've tapped into that. But I have to, I'm I'm trying to balance both because it's not fair for me, especially working in RT in my role, to just attend to people who want to know certain words in Irish because they think they're funny. Right. But by the same token, it's still not fair for me to leave most of the nation out. Yeah. And to tend to just the Irish speakers, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. The largest constituency, there is a constituency of people who are very interested in Irish and there's a, there is a there is a group of people who actually think that the state should be shut of it entirely and yeah. they, they're, they're also a small group. I think the largest constituency by a long shot is people who are interested, would wish their Irish better, maybe don't feel comfortable using it themselves but would love to. And i, I trying to. I do try to address that community as well. But I also know it would it would be meaningless if I didn't have the approval of people whose Irish is better than mine who are encouraging it. If I was doing something that I felt was that wasn't up to a standard, I wouldn't want to continue. If I felt like I was yeah. making a fool of myself or I was trivializing something that mattered to me.
2: Yeah, and I think I think that's what you do as well because you give things, and I'll retweet here and there, and and, and people really appreciate it. Like I know you mm-hmm. had the guys in from Imlay. Mm-hmm. And Kean was saying, oh, Derek retweeted something from ours. We've got so many more followers. And I was like, oh, that's great, <laughs> isn't it? So, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. that it's that thing. You've got a little space there where people know that you have found something and that you're giving them information that maybe they wouldn't find. You know, y- y- they wouldn't hear about Emily. Yeah. Who knows about a rap slash like poetry slash everything else band. If, if you're not in the Irish language community, it's very difficult to find mm-hmm. out. So that's a lot of what I do as well as trying to, give information and I love the Irish language community, I adore them, they're absolutely crazy and they're <laughs> my favourites mm-hmm. but I want to give people a view on it and I was down at the Iroch this last week working for RT and Radio and Gaeiltoch were there too and obviously they're part of RT too but they were looking at, they were feeding the content to their core audience mm-hmm. who are a uh, people living in the Gaeltacht or people with fluent Irish, whereas I was coming at it from a very different perspective. I was coming at it from, say, your perspective, Dara, where mm. I was going, hey, you didn't know about this. It's really fun. Yeah. You know, so I had students down at me from different universities, 15 of them, oh. um, and we d- g- gave them Mojo training, mobile journalism training. Mojo. And last week. Yeah, Mojo. Um untranslatable um, <laughs> <laughs> and they went around recording stuff so they got people out dancing they got people out singing they had people recording people dancing on trays at four in the morning just amazing amazing and that is pure the this is pure Gaelach it mm. is as Goyalach as they come and it is beautiful because there is no English yeah but I would just love to let people know that it exists
0: Exactly, and there's people I think there's people who know that if now they know it exists, that's something to, we're aimed towards maybe getting to in a year's time, if they think like well, tomorrow probably get out it, next year, Droctus, yeah, and yeah,
2: and like the performance stuff is incredible, you know, there's mm-hmm. kids there at six and seven, and they do the, they're involved in these competitions called like the ogil of Bert and mm-hmm. um Lubini and stuff, which are like I looked it up the other day, Lubini translates as a ditty. <laughs> pretty good. Cool.
0: <laughs> um, you said Lou Bean and Diddy
2: an <laughs> But it's like um, a song, a rhyming song, humorous between two people. It's really hard to describe but I suppose it's... A loop. A loop, yeah. Deeply rooted in, in, in storytelling, I suppose, and mm-hmm. performance. Uh, and it's incredible to see kids getting up there and they dress up in little character outfits and the ones that won this year, the under-12s, they were hijacking a plane from Aurora and And I have to send you on the video. They're just incredible.
0: Excellent. Yeah. We might have to share that link once we get the chance. Mm. So one of the great things about the Irish language media and doesn't get nearly enough recognition is how good they are at diversity and gender balance.
2: Incredible. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And um, we like to talk a little more about I that. I would,
2: because I'm so <laughs> proud of them. Um, yeah, Radio Na in particular, and TG Carr as well are really, really good for that. Yes. Um, but I know a little bit more about Radio Na They are basically 50-50. And they're not even 50-50 on certain things. They're 50-50 throughout. So music, um, political analysis, at which they are incredible. And the way they've covered the stuff in Catalonia has been better than in any other um, media place I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um but they, they've, they've done it really well. Now, I'm not saying that the radio the radio station is completely balanced in every way. Mm-hmm. But on air, when you turn on the radio from 8 to 8, it's a mix of men and women. And it's incredible. And they do it. And, 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 and it's presenters and producers. And they swap in and out. So often what happens in Radio Nogairdachta is because they're um, a smaller station, say within RTE, they'll have somebody who can present and produce themselves as well or the pres- presenter might be the producer the next day or they can swap around. They're multi-talented people. Yeah, yeah they do that a lot. But um, it just, it, it has never come out of management, that there's no policy, there's no big document, there's never been a big meeting about we need to be more gender balanced. It has just come it's the common sense of the organization. Yeah. And why wouldn't a woman be talking about Catalonian? Why wouldn't a man be talking about traditional music or talking about rap music? It's just happened. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible to see. And I, I often wonder is it because they're not chasing um, commercial financial gain? You know,
0: so hypothetically, some organizations might be very profit driven yeah. on account of their mandate.
2: Exactly. Radio that are not that. So they are more content driven and they're more audience driven. So I think that gives them a place in which they can be more equal. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd say.
0: So before we wrap up, Shuan, you have a poem you'd like to share with us.
2: I do. I heard this last night on Arena and it's by Núla Rúa, Núla Ní Hmm. Part of Estonia, we all know her, we all mm-hmm. love her.
0: We all love Nuala. Oh yeah,
2: she is incredible.
0: She's fantastic.
2: And this is called "Lauren Maeve, and I'll 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 read um, her original poem, which is in Irish, and then Michael Hartnett translated it to English, and I think he did a really great job. Laren Maeve, Fógrim coga fasta ir er ille lads er cuinnis roide is ea a lee a lúb a, a gan lúther. Is gone elevacu erin van, achletan fariochta is lechish, and weave gur inin re grege, evi marchele lapanacu rere, is fogrium cuga cruig fasta. Maeve speaks. War, I declare, from now, on all the men of Ireland, on all the corner boys lying curled in children's cradles, their willies worthless, wanting no woman, all macho boasting, Last night they bedded a Grecian princess. A terrible war, I will declare. That's Arnula.
0: That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful, <laughs> isn't she? She doesn't mess around and just, yeah, Christmas is coming and you could always, if, if someone has an interest in the Irish language in your life, a copy of Pharaoh's Daughter is always a wonderful gift. It's N- Nuala's poetry on the Irish on one side and translated by another well-regarded re- well poet. On the other side.
2: Yeah. And I also recommend a, um, a collection of poetry by Alvany Jarwy. Oh, she's a brilliant poet. Um, She was awarded Bath the Filiochta by Nuala this year as part of, I think, the Dublin Literary Award or something. Oh, Um But she has a new collection of poetry, out which is the same. It's Irish and translated into English as well. So she's definitely worth checking out.
0: Do you have mm. a Irish language present recommendation, Clodagh?
1: Irish language present recommendation just the gift of the language you know speak, hey. speak Irish open your presents through Irish no. <laughs> so Christmas morning no. open a box it's exactly. empty, it's like do your with the
0: exactly exactly on that note I will also recommend uh, Class by Dara Nogrifa
2: absolutely and also Motherfucklore by yes. Dara Yes,
0: absolutely <laughs> and also Motherfucklore Dispatches from a Not-So-Dead Language by Dara O'Shea, published by Head Zeus The same publishing house who published Michael D. Higgins' most recent book.
1: Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Fancy schmancy.
0: I share an editor with my hero. That's amazing. Isn't Mm -hmm. it fantastic? Yeah. I think so. On that note, it's a slant from me.
2: And a big slant from me.
1: And a slant from me.
0: Thank you very much for listening today. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe. Please like and rate the show on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. We're now available on Spotify if you enjoy Spotify, so do check us out over there. Also, please do tell a friend who you think might enjoy the show to check it out. Why not? Word of mouth. It's the most trustworthy form of viral content, I think. I have a book out, also called Motherfucklore, Dispatches from a Not-So-Dead Language, which is available in all good bookshops. Thank you very much to Brian for producing the show today. And thank you to Kirsten Shield for doing the artwork. And thank you to all of the gang at the Headstuff Studios for letting me produce this show, which is coming to you from beautiful downtown Dublin. Slum. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.
2: Now we're going back onto the streets of Irish. (laughs) Cheese it, guys. (laughs) Would um, the Hiberno English version of Cheese It
1: be sketch?
0: Yes, it would. Sketch. Sketch.